We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and uh, we are back. Happy Monday, guys. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, a great start to the week. We are already more than halfway through January which is crazy. Take inventory. How are the New Year's resolutions holding up? Do we still have them? I think the statistic is that like by this rate, most people have already gotten rid of their resolutions, which is so sad, but totally not us manifest listeners because we are girlies that stick to our word and set up systems. So our resolutions always come true because that's just who we are. But I hope you guys are having an amazing start to the week. I hope you guys are having a great start to the year. And I'm really excited to chat today. So today we're going to be talking about my weekly workout split and what I eat in a week. Um, I've done an episode like this recently back in the fall, but I wanted to add in a little bit more of nutrition and my goals have changed since I last recorded that episode. So I am excited to dive into this. Also, I was on YouTube over like the break between Christmas and New Year's and I was like addicted to these videos. Like they would come up on my 
homepage on YouTube and I would just like watch all of them. Like anyone that would post like their weekly workout split, I was like, sign me up. And I was like obsessed. I don't know. I just like wanted to watch them all. So I was like, I want to make a podcast about my weekly workout split. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this. And I also just wanted to share like some meals that are my go-to. I'll get into nutrition and like a little disclaimer before we get into that. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about that today. Um, But before we jump into today's episode, I do want to say that the physical copy of the Manifest Planner is back in stock and it is ready for sale. Um, You guys can purchase it on themanifestplanner.com and it will ship out to you. Um, And there are also all of my digital products for sale on themanifestplanner.com and on my Etsy shop. My Etsy shop has only my digital products, which includes a daily... Um, and weekly dated and undated digital planner. There's four versions of my digital planners. And it also has the manifest journal, which is just a journal um, that's prompted and the manifest worksheets, which is the manifest method from the beginning of the journal and the planner um, that you use to work through ideas and manifest with. It's pretty much the system that we talk about on this show that I've been talking about for years that I just compiled into worksheets and I released that. So all of my digital products are on my Etsy shop and on my website, themanifestplanner.com are all of my digital products and my physical planner. So if you want the physical planner, you can only get that on my website, which is manifestplanner.com, not my Etsy shop. Um, so it just really depends like what platform you guys like better for digital downloads. Um, I personally think Shopify is easier, but that's just, that's just me. Um, I also know that I, here's, here's the thing. A lot of you guys have been, I'm like butchering the sentence. Let me just restart the sentence. For the new year, I had it to be a goal where I wanted to release a digital planner each month that started with that respective month. So obviously right now it's January. So for the start of 2023, my planner started out with January as the first month, obviously. But next month is February and most planners don't start in February, but I wanted to release a digital planner each month this year that starts with the respective month. So this Friday, I am releasing a February start digital daily planner. I'm not doing this for the weekly. Um, It's just for the daily. And I will do a weekly mid-year come August, Um, but I'm doing a digital start daily planner um, for February. So the January one will still be up and will still be available, um, but the February one will be up um, this Friday on themanifestplanner.com and my Etsy shop for digital download if you want a planner that starts in February. So if you want like the first day of your new planner to be with the first day of the month, um, then I would get the February start digital daily planner that's coming out this Friday on my Etsy shop and on themanifestplanner.com. So yeah, I'm really excited about that and I hope you guys like that as well. Um, So that's the manifest planner. And now let's move on to my new segment, which is manifest moments. This is a segment that I pulled directly from the manifest journal. And essentially we just take a couple of minutes of gratitude and affirmations and manifestations and talk about them. If you guys have the manifest journal, you can do this along with me. Or if you don't have the journal and you just want to journal something, these are essentially just prompts that you could fill in. Or um, if you're just listening to this and you want to just take a couple minutes for reflection, you can just do it with me wherever you guys are. Um, 
Oh, I also want to remind you that this episode is being recorded for my video podcast. And I'm saying that because I'm like shaking a pen around and it's like being caught on video and it's really freaking annoying. I need to stop doing this, but I need something to like fidget with with my hands. Otherwise I would like go crazy. Um, so if you guys want to watch this on video, it's at the manifest with Tori DeSimone podcast, YouTube channel, and on Instagram, it's at manifest with Tori DeSimone. So subscribe, follow, and yeah. Okay. So my manifest moments for today, three people I'm sending love to, um, this one's kind of broad, but my employees, I have a few specific employees in mind today, but I am just sending extra love to all of my employees today. And yeah, the second person that I'm sending love to is my friend Brandy, who I will talk about in a couple of minutes when it comes to some workout goals that I have. So I'm sending love to her today. And I'm also sending love to my boyfriend today because he is really just killing it at work. And I'm really proud of him. He just got a promotion at work and I'm just really proud of him. So I'm sending him some extra love today. Today, I'm grateful for my body that allows me to work out. I felt like that was fitting for today's episode. So I'm definitely grateful for my body. I'm grateful for my home that provides me warmth and shelter and a really safe space. And I'm also really grateful for my support system that allows me to tackle my goals. So that's you guys. That's my parents. That's those closest to me. I'm just really grateful for those that support me in any endeavor I venture into. Today, I'm manifesting a calm mind. I tend to really obsess over thoughts when I am at this phase in my cycle that I'm at and I'm really manifesting just a clear-headed mindset and not obsessing over thoughts. And um, my final affirmation for today is I am in control of the narrative of my life. And today's goal to manifest as my higher self is to finish what I started. So that's my goal for today. And that is today's manifest moments. I would love to see your manifest moments. You know what I should do? I should make like a Canva slide that has manifest moments and post it. And then you guys could like type them in and then share it on your story. I'm going to do that. I need to write that down. That's why I have a pen. Okay. So without further ado, let's jump into my workout routine and what I eat in a week. So the first thing that I want to talk about is why do I work out? I think this is good to identify if you have specific goals or if you just, you know, like what is the motive for working out? It's really easy for us to say like, oh, I want to work out. I want to do this. I want to do that. But if we don't identify why we want to do something, it's easy to never get it done. So why do I want to work out? I work out to feel good. Um, I was not an athlete in high school or college, so I never had that transition that a lot of college athletes face and struggle with once leaving their college sport of like, how do I just go to working out like normally, like if I don't have anything to train for? And I feel like that's a really tricky struggle. And there's a lot of um, like Gretchen Garrity, for example, is a really great example of this because she was a athlete in college. And then when she stopped rowing, she was kind of like, well, now, like, what do I work out to do? So there are plenty of people like Gretchen who has happy hour podcasts, which you guys should listen to. She has a ton of episodes about it that I think is really beneficial. But for me, I've fortunately never had that struggle. So I've always had like a really good relationship, I'd say with working out. It's just something that I've always done. And I've done it just because I like the feeling of it and it makes me feel good. It's also the time of day where I get to disconnect from my phone and disconnect from work and really just like be with myself and focus on myself. I've always worked out like even I remember in fourth grade 
going to these fitness classes at the YMCA to learn how to use like these specific machines. There was like a teen gym upstairs that you could go to if you were like 14 and younger, but you had to like take all these classes to like learn the machines and all this sort of stuff. And I took that class and I thought it was so much fun. Like I love doing it. So I've always just been someone that's been interested in working out. Plus I always saw my mom going to the gym. Like my dad was always very active. My mom was also a runner. My dad was a triathlete. So like I was just like always seeing this stuff as I grew up. So for me, working out has been something that you just do. And luckily I've always enjoyed it. So for me, it was always just something that made me feel good and I enjoyed working out. So that's ultimately why I like working out is to feel good. I really love like the celebration of working out and the movement that goes with it. And I really loved, especially how I felt from spin classes so much that I actually opened up two of my own spin studios um, and that's called Stride Spin and Fitness. So I have two locations. One is in the suburbs of Philadelphia in a town called Phoenixville. And the second is down at the Jersey Shore in a town called Seattle City. Um, So I own those studios and that really just opened up from the same reason, like my love of working out and sharing that feeling with other people is something that I was really passionate about. About and still am. So I currently teach spin two times a week, which I'll get into in this when we get into like my weekly workout routine and my week- weekly workout split. But that like in and of itself just proves that I really just work out because I love how it makes me feel. And I just wanted to share that feeling with others through spin specifically and through the motivation that spin classes really provide. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. 
Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But right now I do have a goal that is shifting my workouts. Um, and I feel like my workouts shift every like six months to a year, I'd say. Like how I was working out in 2019 is drastically different than how I work out now. Um, but right now I do have a goal that is really shifting my workouts. And that is that I am training the training for slash running the Philly Marathon this year in November of 2023. I'm really excited about it. I'm really nervous about it too, just because 26 miles is really freaking far. Like that's a really long distance. And the farthest I've ever run was the Philly half in November of 2021. So yeah, like it's going to be like crazy, but I'm really excited. It's a really big goal. And it's one that I 
you know, I'm intimidated by it, but I'm also really excited by it. But this goal has definitely impacted like my workout split as I'm now training for distance when I normally quote unquote, like would not be training for distance running. But you know, like I said, like my workout splits kind of go through seasons of being intense and then other seasons where it's like on cruise control and then other seasons where it's like I do the bare minimum. And right now I'm just kind of working back up towards a season of intensity with distance running. Um, And I can do like a whole episode about like my training split and stuff once I really get into it. Obviously with it being January and the race is in March, sorry, November. So that's 11 months. I don't need to be doing like a full out training now. I'm really going to start like picking up training like between like March and May and then come like May, it'll like really begin. Um, But right now I'm just like building a good base, which I will get into, but I'm keeping like a pretty consistent program throughout this year since the race is at the end of this year. Um, My workout split will be pretty consistent this whole year. Um, A quick background about me being a runner for those that are interested. I know that when I talked about this in 2021 with my half marathon, A lot of you guys were really interested in my training split and like my background of being a runner. And a lot of you guys are runners too. And if you guys wanted to sign up for runs and we could kind of like all do this together. But anyway, when I was 12 years old in the sixth grade, I ran this race in Philly called the Broad Street Run. And that is a 10 mile race. And I really loved doing that race. Like that was something that I signed up for on a whim. And my mom and I trained for it together. We ran it and it was really freaking cool. And then after that, I went on to run cross country in seventh and eighth grade. And I actually placed really well in seventh grade. Like I remember being like at the meets, like in the top five, like I was really good in seventh grade. And then I think puberty hit between like seventh grade and eighth grade because I was not fast come eighth grade. Like I really slowed down and running just kind of became something that wasn't really for me anymore. And I just pretty much stopped running. Fast forward to my senior year of high school, I found spin and just fell in love with spin and became a cardio junkie all over again. And then about 18 months later, after discovering spin, I opened up my first um, stride location and I've been teaching and spinning ever since. So I've always had like a really good set of like heart and lungs. I've always really enjoyed cardio workouts. So when the, when my friend Brandy, who I just mentioned, um, reached out to me in 2021 and she was like, let's run half marathon together. I was like, yeah, literally why not? So then in 2021, we trained, we ran the Philly half marathon and it was really fun. Like, I don't think I trained perfectly for it. I want to train more consistently for this full marathon, but I had a lot of fun. The race day was really rewarding and really fun in and of itself. But after the race, we didn't really run much after that, but now the bug is like hit me and I'm back and I'm like ready to go again. So I signed up for the full and I'm very excited. So with that being said, I definitely do a combination of both cardio and strength training. And I quickly just want to touch on strength training. I used to think that strength training meant that you only like lifted weights. And I'm really glad that I was wrong in that. Lifting weights is incredibly important and it builds strong bones. And there's actually a really good episode with Dr. Pita Peter Atia on the Huberman Lab podcast that demonstrates why weightlifting is really important for things like bone density because it prevents disease and sickness. And it's a really eye-opening episode. But I used to be in the gym lifting three to four times a week, absolutely hating it. This was like 2018, 2019. And I would just hate like lifting at the gym. And then once I chose to like kind of forget everything I know, rewire my brain, start from scratch, be like, okay, how do I actually like working out? I learned that there are really amazing low impact ways of strength training that agree with my body and give me 
not only the results that I'm looking for, but the feeling that I'm looking for without dreading it. So forms of low intensity, low impact strength training are bar, Pilates, both on the reformer and on the mat and yoga. Those are my favorite ways now to strength train. It builds strong muscles. My body responds really well to it. And I just really like it. And for cardio, I do one of three things, which is spin, walk, or run. You guys will hear in a, in a minute that I really am a cardio junkie. I just enjoy cardio. I feel like I always have. It responds well to my body and I like it a lot. Um, but I also am incorporating strength training and I have seen the most aesthetic changes in my body from strength training. Um, again, the reason that I work out is for feeling good. And now it's for the purpose of running a full marathon at the end of this year. It's not for the aesthetic reasons that come along with it, but I feel like that's always just a little bonus, like a cherry on top. Like I feel good when I look good and whatever, whatever, you know, I'm not trying to be shallow, but you know what I mean? Whatever. All right, let's get into my weekly workout split. This also like varies based on the weather because a lot of the stuff you'll hear is like outside, but let's say like this is an ideal week and every single day is sunny. This is what I would do. So on Mondays, I strength train and walk. So my strength train on Mondays is typically Pilates at home and it's either a 15 to 30 minute Pilates session at home and it's typically full body. I like doing this on Mondays because my headspace on Mondays is very like work centered, like I'm in work mode. So I'd rather do a quicker workout at home that's very efficient and that makes me feel really good in the least amount of time as possible. So I do this in the morning, like 7 a.m. on Mondays. I also tend to recover on Mondays from longer runs from Sundays, which you guys will hear about in a little bit. So um, yeah, I do Pilates on Monday mornings. And for Pilates, I like to do Melissa Wood Health or Ala Moves when I'm doing Pilates at home. And then I do a 20-minute walk right after Pilates. And this is just typically a loop around my neighborhood. And the only reason that I do this walk is for sunlight viewing. I don't know if you can tell, but like I'm obsessed with Huberman Labs podcast and Andrew Huberman. And he is like obsessed with getting sunlight in your eyes first thing in the morning. So I'm really... I've been trying to implement this since like the summer. So I um, go for a 20 minute walk around my neighborhood to get sunlight. So throughout this episode, I will refer to that as my sunlight walk, but it's just to get sunlight. Um, And it's also like a good thing to just walk. So I do Pilates and walk and this takes anywhere from like fifth, I mean, total from like 30 to 45 to an hour. It just depends on how long my Pilates is, but anywhere I do like 15 to 30 minutes at home and then followed by a walk. And then Monday night at 5.30 p.m., I teach spin on Monday nights, which is 45 minutes of cardio. Um, But this is why I make Mondays a low-impact strength training day so that my legs are really fresh for class at night. Um, I do want to preface this by saying I've now been teaching spin for six years. So for me, it's very – I don't want to say maintenance, but my body is really – not used to it, but it's just like, it's the same as taking like an active rest recovery for me. So like, you know, on a rest day, if I wanted to go for like a long walk, I feel like that wouldn't like affect me too much. Same with spin. The only time that I get affected by spin physically exhaust by being like exhausted is if I do like four to five classes a week if I'm teaching them or taking like four to five classes a week and they're like pretty consecutive or if we do like a 90 minute ride which is like someone sometimes will like do 90 minutes like 
I definitely feel it after those, but a typical 45 minute spin class, I feel pretty normal when I do that. So it's not like too crazy for me, but, um, I love the cardio that comes with it. I love teaching spin. I have a lot of fun in spin. So that's what I do on Monday nights. So that's my Mondays strength train and walk in the morning and then teach spin at night. Tuesdays um, are either an easy run or a base building cardio. Now, when my training amps up, this will be specifically an easy run day for me. So it's like a recovery run. So you do your longer runs for me, at least on Sundays, I'm jumping ahead. Um, And then Tuesdays are like your recovery runs to kind of get distance in, but just do it slowly. But right now, before my training really amps up, I'm working on building a good cardio base for my training that will officially start um, between like March and May. So currently what I'm doing is I'm building a cardio base. So I will take a 60 minute walk and I will mix in running intervals. So like I'll run a half a mile and then I'll walk for three minutes and then I'll run another half mile and then I'll walk. And then I just do that for an hour and I can log anywhere from like one and a half to three miles when doing this. It's a really great way to build a base and log miles if you're new to running and want to begin, but are like intimidated by running. This is a really great way to break it up. You could even do it like run, run one minute, walk for two or run a quarter mile walk for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like you can really adjust this however you want and what you're comfortable with. Um, for me, because I do cardio a lot, like my heart and lungs, I feel like could always keep running, but I'm just trying to ease my legs back into it. You know what I mean? Like spinning versus running is a very different use of your muscles with your legs. So I'm just trying to ease my legs back into it. All right, Wednesday, we do strength training and sunlight walk. So my strength training on Wednesdays is a flex day, meaning I will either go into Stride, which is my studio, and take a reformer Pilates class. We offer that at Stride. Or I will do a Melissa Wood Health workout at home, or I will go to the gym and do a lift that's focused on legs and core. It honestly just depends on the week and how light my workload is, or if I have a heavier workload. It really just depends. If it's a lighter workload that day, I will leave my house, and my first choice is to go to Stride and do Reformer Pilates. But if it's waitlisted or if it's full, um, then I will go to the gym and do a strength training session of legs and core. But if I have a heavy workload, I will stay home and do an at-home Pilates workout followed by a 20-minute sunlight walk. So that's what I do on Wednesdays. On Thursdays, I will have a speed work day or base building cardio. So again, once I begin my training program, like I said, Thursdays will be centered more towards speed work. And also, like I said, I will do an entire episode about like what my training split is. Um, come closer to that time. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but for now, Thursdays are definitely like speed work days or quicker base building cardio. So I'll do the same thing that I mentioned that I do on Tuesdays, the run half a mile, walk for three minutes, and then repeat that for 60 minutes. Um, So I will do that, but I just try and do it all at a quicker tempo. So like I'll try to run about 15 seconds faster than normal. Um, I try to walk Uh, just quicker, like at a quicker tempo than normal as well. So that's what I do on Thursdays. It's speed work. 
And I do this all outside. Like on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, I do it all outside, which is why I don't do like a walk afterwards because I'm obviously getting the walk then. It's the sunlight, really. Fridays. Fridays are technically my off day, but I do teach spin on Fridays. So um, I teach spin on Friday mornings, and that's 9.30 a.m., and that's 45 minutes of cardio. Like I said, since I've been teaching spin for a while now, my body is very used to it. So this is like pretty much the same for me as going for like a, a walk on a recovery day. So it never negatively impacts me. It always makes me feel really good. And um, yeah. That's what I do on Fridays. Technically off, but I do teach spin on Friday mornings. Saturday. Saturday is a strength train and a walk or a flex day. I say this because it just depends on my stride schedule and on my travel schedule. On the weekends, I like to go back and forth to the beach a lot. So if I'm traveling, I do something different. If I'm home, I do something different. It really just depends. And I know that's probably like annoying to listen to and be like, well, I can't apply this to my life. But if anything, take this as a sign that like Saturdays, you can be flexible with your workouts. So I like to say realistic. So I'd love to say that I strength train every single Saturday, but like I don't. Typically when I do strength train on a Saturday, I have time to like leave my house. So I will go to a hot yoga class. I love doing that. But if I don't have time to leave my house, I will do an at-home Pilates workout if I'm busy that Saturday, but that doesn't really typically happen. Like if I am busy, like I'm busy later in the day. So I'll try to go to a hot yoga class. Um, And then I will also take a sunlight walk to get outside and get sunlight in my eyes. There are some Saturdays where I do teach spin. Um, Like for example, in January, I taught two spin classes this month. Like on the 7th, I taught a 90 minute. And then actually two days ago, I taught a like regular 45 minute spin class. So on those Saturdays, I'll just do like an extra like spin workout and I'll take a walk before I teach a spin. Um, but it really, it's really just different every week, but I do try to prioritize a strength training session of some sort if I'm able to on Saturdays, if I don't teach spin. So typically hot yoga is my number one go-to, but if I can't make it to hot yoga, I will do Pilates. Um, and I try to hit three strength sessions a week, but you know, if I spin on a Saturday and I only hit two, then I only hit two and that's what it is. And you know, That's how life goes. So Saturday is a strength train and a walk or a flex day. And then finally, Sunday is a long run or base build cardio. So again, once my training program kicks in, this is when I'll start doing my long runs like 18 miles, 19 miles, 20 miles six miles in the beginning. So longer runs on Sundays that typically take up more time. Um, but for the time being, I'm just doing my base build cardio, which is the intervals that I was talking about before. So as you can see, I really am a cardio junkie and I really do enjoy it. I feel like my body responds really well to it. I feel really good. And I'm really happy that I've transitioned to the low impact strength training throughout as it's really great for my recovery for my body while I'm training to prevent injuries. So to make it easy, Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, I do strength training. And then Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, I do cardio runs. Um, And I like to go for a walk every day in the morning if I can and get sunlight viewing. That's the purpose of that. Um, I also want to mention that I pretty much sit the most... Like the rest of the day, I do a lot of computer work. So it's not like I'm really like running around a lot. On Fridays, I'll typically do like errands and stuff like that. But it's not like I'm like a blue collar worker that's like building homes or like doing anything like crazy. Like I pretty much sit for the rest of the day. So hitting 10,000 steps a day is not a priority for me. I just pretty much work out in the morning and then I'm like pretty stagnant the rest of the day. 
So, all right, guys, that's my workout split. Let's dive into nutrition and an example of what I eat in a week. So I want to preface this by saying I do not follow a diet. I definitely am prioritizing protein more these days, but it's not like I'm following any sort of diet. I used to not prioritize protein and recently I started implementing this about like two months ago. And without changing anything in my workout routine or lifestyle other than eating more protein, I started seeing pretty immediate changes to my body, such as having more energy. I felt like my muscles really got more of a toning and I just like felt stronger. Like when I would walk up the steps of my house, I felt like I could feel like every muscle in my leg. And I'm like, wow, like I am the Hulk. Like I just felt a lot stronger and it was just from eating more protein. Like I, I didn't switch anything up. So yeah, I want to preface this again by saying I'm not a dietitian and I'm just saying like what a typical day of eating for me is like. And I pretty much repeat this like throughout the whole week. So here we go. Um, a typical day of eating for me goes something like this. I wake up, I chug water and I work out. I am obsessed with ice cold water and I'm obsessed with putting lime in my water. So I drink ice cold lime water all day, every day. Um, then I work out after my workout, I will eat, but I only eat when I'm hungry. So not at a set time. So it's not like I can schedule like eating breakfast every day at 8.30 a.m. because I might not be hungry every single day at 8.30 a.m. It might be eight, other days might be 11, but I always eat three meals a day, but the times that I eat them are just varied and I just listen to my body. It also depends on where I'm at in my cycle. Like if I'm about to get my period, I tend to be hungrier first thing in the morning and not so much at night. But if I am just starting over and I'm at the beginning of my cycle, I tend to not really be hungry until like 11, 11.30 later in the day. So it really just depends. And I just listen to my body. And when I'm hungry, I eat. And when I'm not hungry, I don't eat. So I just wait until my body tells me that it's hungry and then I will start eating. So my breakfast lately has been a combination of eggs and fats. Right now I'm on a really big egg frittata kick that my mom put me on. It is so good. I'll put the recipe in the show notes of this episode, but it's really good. Essentially, it's like cheese, eggs, ham, cottage cheese, and broccoli and you just bake that in the oven. And when you eat two servings of it, it's like 25 grams of protein or something like that. I personally don't track, but my mom is on like a reverse diet right now. So she's tracking her macros, which your macros are proteins, carbs, and fats. And that's the only reason that I know what the protein content in it is because of like my mom. Um, so it's high protein and it's really freaking good. So I bake those about once a week and then you just keep them in your fridge and you heat them up for like 40 seconds in the microwave when you're ready to go and it's really easy in the morning. So I have that and then I pair it with half of an avocado and on top of the half an avocado, I put in pickled onions and I drizzle it with hot honey. Oh my God, it's so good. And if I'm feeling it that day, I'll put a side of fruit um, on the side of this. So I'll typically do like mango spears or pineapple. It just depends if I have like a sweet tooth that day or not. I typically do have a sweet tooth, but it just depends also on my cycle. Like am I craving sugar? Am I craving something more sweet? Am I still hungry? So yeah, if I want something sweet after that, I will have um, fruit and it's amazing. So then after I eat, I will make a cup of coffee and a green juice. 
Right now, my coffee is in the realm of either a latte or a cappuccino, and I recently purchased a Keurig K-Cafe, and I'm obsessed with it. So I'll make a latte or a cappuccino using Costco pods for my coffee and oat milk with a splash of sweet cream. It's so good. And the green juice that I use is like a, a powder that you mix with water. I'm currently using the Bloom powder at the moment and it's the mango flavor and I really love it. It tastes really good, but I also have used a bunch of brands in the past, like athletic greens. I've also really liked. Um, I also want to say this. I don't know if the green juice actually does anything, but it just makes me feel really healthy. So that's why I do it. It just makes me feel really good. I also want to point out that I drink coffee after I eat because Coffee on an empty stomach can be really harsh. I I know I keep talking about the cycle, but like your cycles are so important to us women and it really controls so much of our mood, our hunger, like it controls everything. So depending on where I'm at in my cycle, like if I have coffee on an empty stomach, it's really harsh and it can make me nauseous, it can make me jittery, it can make me anxious. But regardless of where I'm at in my cycle, having coffee on an empty stomach suppresses my appetite. And when that happens, I won't eat until like 12, one, two, something like that, like something crazy, which I don't want to do. Like inevitably there are some days where like that stuff like just happens and like it is what it is. Um, but I want to eat according to when my body is hungry, not to when my caffeine hunger suppressant suppression wears off. You know what I mean? So I try to drink coffee after breakfast, but I'm not perfect. Some days it happens before and that's just how life goes. Okay. So then after breakfast, coffee, green juice, all that good stuff, um, I will go about my day. And then when I get hungry, I will have lunch. Um, so when I'm at home, I will typically have like leftovers of dinner the night before, which I'll discuss in or in a minute, or I will have a sandwich. My current sandwich is Dave's Killer Bread with caramelized onion hummus from Wegmans like on the bread. It's so good with deli turkey or deli ham and it's always honey roasted no matter what it is. American cheese, kale that's been massaged and dressed with salt and olive oil and pickled onions. I'm like obsessed with pickled onions. It's really simple. It's really delicious and it's really filling. And I will have a vanilla yogurt on the side with craisins and granola and maybe agave if I want it sweet, like if I am having a sweet tooth that day. So all of that with like the deli meat and the yogurt, um, it's pretty good in protein. I don't know the grams of it, but it's pretty high up in protein. I get the carbs from the, um, what's it called? The bread. And I get fats from my cheese, but I also had a lot of cheese for breakfast as well, which is also good for fats. So, um, I've been loving that for lunch. I don't typically snack, um, but if I do have a snack, I will have cheese and crackers. I'm realizing that I'm eating a lot of cheese, whatever. It's like amazing. So yeah, I guess I eat a lot of cheese. I'll have cheese and crackers. My favorite cheese is Gouda cheese or Parmesan cheese. And I always dip it in hot pepper jelly. I'm obsessed and I have it on like Triscuit crackers or just like any plain crackers that I have in my pantry. So I'll have that. Um, or I'll just have carrots and hummus or apple and peanut butter or like a combination of that. Like maybe I'll do like a little bit of both, you know, like carrots and hummus and cheese and crackers. Like mm, I want cheese and crackers. That's literally so good. So, um, for the most part, breakfast and lunch every day is like more or less the same. Um, it's just easier. It's one less decision that I have to make throughout the day. And then dinner is typically where I switch it up. 
and try out different recipes, but I definitely have some recipes that I love that I keep on rotation. So typical dinners for a week will look like the I have a couple different variations. Number one is the basic. When I'm in a rush, I typically in my freezer will always have things that I can quickly, easily make for dinners that will make for good staple dinners. For example, I always have frozen salmon in my freezer. I always have frozen rice in my freezer and either in my fridge or in my freezer, I have some sort of veggie, whether it's in my fridge, it's kale or zucchini. That's like a go-to for me or in my freezer, I'll just have like frozen broccoli it's really easy to make a meal from all that frozen stuff. So like I'll just put frozen salmon in the air fryer. You don't even have to like plan this out. Like if I get home from spin on a Monday night and I don't have like a crock pot dinner made, um, I can just take out a frozen piece of salmon, put like a little glaze on it that I just whip up real quick, put it in the air fryer, take it out in 12 minutes and it's good to go. Um, and then frozen rice takes three minutes in the microwave and vegetables are pretty quick to make as well. So I can have like a 12 minute dinner that is really good, has my protein, my fats and um, my carbs. So um, that I really like doing like salmon, rice and veggies is a pretty easy go to. I dress my rice with butter and salt and I cook my veggies in olive oil. And when I do, so if I do zucchini, I will have olive oil on the pan and then saute zucchini with salt and pepper. If I do kale, um, I actually make this warm kale salad and my boyfriend's mom showed me this and it's like so good. I almost called her my mother-in-law. I guess she like kind of is, but whatever. We're not married. Um, I will put like olive oil on a pan and then kale in the pan and heat it up and toss it with some salt until it all gets like warm and really massaged and it's so good. And then you serve it on the plate and you put Parmesan cheese over top of it. It is so good. You have to try it out. And then um, obviously just like salmon. So that's what I do for that. Um, I also really love the crock pot. I mentioned this a little bit ago, but I love crock pot recipes. They are super easy and they only take a few minutes in the morning to put together. And then you just have like a delicious dinner waiting for you at night. Some of my favorite recipes in the crock pot, I make this white chicken chili recipe that is so good. I'm actually making it right now and my house smells amazing from it. That's another thing. Like your house will smell good all day when you cook with a crock pot. It's like the best. Um, and this white chicken chili is really easy. I got it from Instagram. And it tastes so good. I have some like ranch seasoning in there, chicken breast, black beans, corn, tomatoes, onions, bell pepper. Um, it's really good. It has all the fats, all the carbs, all the proteins that I need. And it's pretty healthy for the most part. I'd say the only thing that's like quote unquote unhealthy is the cream cheese, but like I don't care. Um, it makes it really amazing. And hey, that's a fat. I'll take it. So, um, yeah, I really like that recipe. It's really good. I also really like this one chicken pot pie soup that I make. I put it on my TikTok. I deleted my TikTok app, but it's still up on my account if you guys want to watch it. Um, it's this really good recipe. It tastes good, but the only thing is like there's cream of chicken in it, which like what the F is that? Like it sounds disgusting, but um, it's actually really good and the soup is amazing. Another thing I like to make in the crock pot is any kind of meat. Like I kind of have a fear of cooking meat on a stovetop and I just want worry like, oh my God, like am I gonna give myself salmonella? Like am I gonna poison myself? You know what I mean? Like I just get a little worried and cooking meat in the crock pot is so foolproof. I love putting in a like bu bu beef chuck roast in the crock pot 
you just put it in salt, salt and pepper. You put it in, you can dress it with like red wine. You can put onions in with it. You can put potato, like you could do anything in it or you could just put the meat in and cook the meat. Um, and then you could serve it with whatever you want. So I like making that a lot, especially like when I have friends come over, that's typically like my go-to because it's easy. It looks like I spent a lot of time on it. It's really flavorful. It's delicious, but it's so easy to make. We just put it in the crock pot. You forget about it. I'm going to make it with like um, like mashed potatoes or green beans on the side. Like it's so easy to make over a baked potato. Oh my God, like so good. Um, so those are like my favorite. I also really like pasta di- pasta dishes. Marry Me Chicken is another one of the staples in my household. And um, I'll like turn that into like a pasta recipe as well and serve that with like a side of green beans. So dinners are a little bit more experimental and you can kind of like make them what you want. But those are just some of my like staples that I like to go to when I'm cooking at home. I also love to go out to dinner and when I'm out to dinner, I'll just pretty much order like whatever I feel called to. I'm not always super hungry at night and that again like kind of depends on my cycle. So the nights that I'm not hungry, like I'll have a smaller dinner. I'll have like the same meals, just a smaller portion. And on the nights that I'm hungry, I'll just have bigger portions. So I really do just like listen to my body and order like whatever I feel called to. Like last night I went out to dinner and I got a salmon salad and that was really good. Um, A couple nights ago, I went out to this other dinner restaurant place that I love and I got like a big pasta dish. So it really just depends what I'm in the mood for that day. And, um, I'll try and just have like a protein on top of it. Like if I get a pasta dish, like I'll put chicken on top of it. Typically they come with like a salad in the beginning, which is like always amazing. So I get the veggies, you know, I try and just like do it all and get it all, but not like restrict myself or hold myself back from having anything that I want. So yeah, that's really what I eat in a week. I also want to point out that I'm currently not drinking alcohol. Um, as of tomorrow, I'm five months of no alcohol and I'll make an episode next month when I hit my six month mark, um, all about no alcohol, but yeah, so I'm not like ordering alcoholic drinks at dinner. I'm not drinking at home. I'm not drinking ever right now. Um, so at dinners I'll order like a diet Coke or a diet tonic water, a fancy mocktail if they have one really like whatever I want. I'll stick to like iced tea, lemonade, water. It just really depends what I'm in the mood for. Um, I also love teas. So I'll drink a lot of tea at night. I normally put like milk and sugar in my tea or vanilla, Um, syrups I really love in my tea. So really just like whatever I'm in the mood for, I will have. Um, And yeah, I don't fear foods like I used to. I just feel like right now I have a really healthy mindset for me and for food. And I'm really happy with where I'm at. My body responds really well to it. It's easy for me. I'm, I'm in a really good flow with it and a good rhythm. So yeah, that's typically what like a week of eating looks like for me. And I guess that's the end of the episode. Um, That's my weekly workout split and what I eat in a week. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I wanted to kind of put this out in the beginning of the new year because this, at least my workout split will remain pretty consistent this year because of my marathon that I'm completing. Um, I will do another episode later this year about like my splits and everything that I'm doing for the training. And if you guys have like questions, I'll definitely do a Q and a about that as well. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys have an amazing Monday, happy manifest Monday, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye.